My wife is working a lot. If it's okay with you, we're going to start recording, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to... The, the reason why we can't just, like, jibber-jabber... No, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> the only reason why... If, if it... If if this was not nap time related, I would talk to you for hours. But everything oh, yeah, I do uh, <laughs> is revolves around a little person's nap, and I have a window between thirty to ninety minutes every day to do this. And if I don't take advantage of it, I don't talk to anyone else but my wife, who I love dearly. But let's be honest; it's nice to talk to other people. I know that's why I'm so desperate. Okay, I'm ready to record. Okay, how are you? I am very grateful, very good overall. I think, um, yeah, basic levels, I have my food, I have balcony, I have friends that are coming out and making me feel really great and, like, bringing me groceries and alcohol and raw cookie dough to make cookies. So that's all good. But every day is different. And some days I'm just so sad, overwhelmed, don't want to get up from my bed, just want to lay. But I don't even want to lay. I'm, like, sad, laying, doing nothing, but yet I do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do have therapy today. And I do tie bow like four times a week. That's great. So those are, so those are, and you know, I'm trying to do a Patreon. I have no job. I don't know when a work will happen. I don't, I've never saved a day in my life. So I'm definitely <laughs> living. It's just different. I'm like washing Ziploc bags. I'm nervous. I don't know. Yeah. So every day is different. I'm trying to make videos, audition for Survivor, keep busy, but then a lot, of, I'm watching like eight hours of TV a day. How many dates did you have to cancel or were canceled without you wanting to cancel them? Well, I was supposed to be in Australia all month. So I was supposed to leave March 20th to Singapore and then Australia. Singapore got canceled way before. So then I was just going to do Australia for a month. And that was a big paycheck and an amazing experience. I love being there. And I created a whole hour show and I was going to do Edinburgh. So that's just two full months. Um, and then I also had to cancel. I mean, South by was my first cancellation. I was in a movie that was going to be there and I had all these comedy shows. So those are the first. And then my, all my calendar dates, like all everything I had in the summer. I didn't even look like I had maybe like 10 dates or something. Is it fair to say you make like 90% of your income on live shows? Yeah, that is very fair to say. And even the extra stuff isn't working. So like, I was a semi-regular on, you know, David Spade's show Lights mm -hmm. Out. So, like, that's a nice chunk of change. But, yeah, 90% is, yeah, all of that. I'm doing cameos now and, like, online shows. But, yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. The last time and I all the stuff you would do, because it is pilot season, so mm -hmm. we would all be auditioning right now, too. So, like, the thought of, like, what you could have got cast into, I guess, like... The last time I saw you was my kid's shower, so yeah. it was like May or it was probably like a year ago. And you had an ex very very exciting like next year booked. I you didn't even have an address at the time. It's just you were just going to be on the road like so much that you were just going to live without an address for a while and then end up in Los Angeles, which is what you did. Are you glad you're living through this in Los Angeles versus Chicago or New York where you used to live? Oh, 100%. And I think about that and reminisce about that all the time. First of all, New York, love New York. So happy not to be there. My last apartment was a nightmare. And then throughout the past, like, six months, if I was in New York, I would be staying in my friend's spare bedroom. So that would have just been a nightmare. You know, they're, like, 
even though I love them, that would have been insane. And just like the bodegas of my old neighborhood, it would have been bad. And then Megan and I, our old friends, we think about our old living situations. Like if we got stuck in that apartment with her ex-boyfriend or in our apartment where we shared a bed. And then also weather-wise, like Chicago and New York, like here, right now it's bad because it's 90 or whatever, but it's been 70, 80. It's pretty. You can go outside. Um so, yeah, and you can walk, and it's palm trees and beautiful and wide sidewalks, and, like, a weed dispensary is on the end of the block. And and a lot, I would say 90% of my friend group right now is in L.A., mm-hmm. so that's huge. And since I have a balcony, people come visit me and stand below the balcony, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to see them, yeah, and, like, I get to, the hardest is like not wanting, not see, hugging all these babies. Honestly, like um, one of my friends came and her baby waved at me, and I've never seen her wave before. And mm. um, it was just, it is hard not to squeeze all of them. But I, yeah, I'm so happy to be in LA beyond, and I'm happy I'm in a state that like is being strict. Yeah. Can we talk about porn a little bit? Yeah. You're still a fan, I'm assuming. Yes. How do you think the porn industry is going to bounce back from this? Because uh, there, I'm assuming there's like very little content being produced. So a lot of people, I actually was reading about some interviews yesterday. Like a lot of people like shoot a lot of content beforehand. So some people did have reserves and they're excited. And then a lot of people, yeah, it's a struggle. If you were a contract girl and you make all your money, um, but if you're like that famous that you're a contract girl, hopefully you have enough money and you'll be okay. Like I'm thinking about the Bella dangers, like the superstars will be fine. They're all millionaires. Um, what I'm hopeful for is the, the only fans, the premium Snapchats, the customs. And I think that's gonna help a lot of the girls. I think a lot of them have, have lots of sex toys. They're masturbating at home. They'll send you a video And so I think in that way, hopefully camming, like girls will make money with more personal content. So, and then some of them live with people that will film with them. And so they can like fuck or suck a dick in their own home and put it on their website. But I think like OnlyFans subscriptions are going to go up. I think porn has gone up. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone else is saying, because if you do have Pornhub premium or it's like Pornhub, created content there is a way where the porn stars do make money off of what you watch not everything and those types of deals or like those videos i think are going up and so people are getting paid i don't know how the industry as a whole is gonna survive like i don't even know i'm like too worried about comedy like i don't know when again someone people will want to sit in a crowded room to hear a not famous person talk like i don't know when that will happen again. Well, here's um, something that's slightly more controversial than your love of porn. Your love of cruises. You were you performed on Shiprocked and I you... performed on one cruise <laughs> and I would never do it again. Why and not? I think the cruise... No, I think the cruises should die. <laughs> I actually watched Hassan Minaj, his show, uh, I forgot what it's called, on Netflix. He, you know, examines shit. Mm -hmm. And he has an episode that's about the cruise industry. And I watched it months and months and months ago. And it it was like, oh, holy shit. These people are ruining the environment. I should have known that with my own brain. But, like, 
ruining the environment. Two, there's they don't pay taxes in our country. They mm-hmm. like they're stationed in all these different places. And so because of that and because of international waters, there's no laws. So everyone's just killing their wives, pushing them off balconies, and there's no investigations. And if you get assaulted, rape, anything, they don't have to do anything about it. So I think I, w- I want the cruises to be done. And I think it's such a, like, trap for poor people to think they're going on a vacation and it's not. Like, we were on this big ship. We stopped at some man-made island with a Harley Davidson store, a rocky-ass beach, like, and a Margaritaville. This isn't Turks and Caicos, guys. Like, it's so expensive. And then every spot on the ship is trying to get you to, like, buy something extra, like a commemorative glass or photo. And it's a trick. And I feel like I wish poor people that go on these cruises could know that, like, you could find a deal and go to amazing places all over the world and actually experience people and things and something different. Like, these are the cruises are for ignorant poor people. To be around other ignorant poor people and actually not advance or see anything new. So I would love for, except if you're old. I <laughs> I do understand like super old people going to Alaska or the Mediterranean. Like that's different if you're like super old and it's hard to travel. But I'm happy and I hope this opens up an opportunity of like, oh yeah, I can go to Mexico for this cheap. You know, or like, oh, yeah, but- holy shit. Could you imagine anyone right now booking a trip to, say, Mexico City? No, no one's going anywhere right now. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And I could, no. I could, even though this is a horrible time, I could see people rationalizing, like, whoa, a cruise is safe because, like, you get tested and blah, 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 blah. I think that the cruise lines will be probably, like, just as popular as visiting New York just- or Mexico City or L.A., I just can't believe it because then it's like, do you not see how the cruise ships are being treated now? There are still people stuck on them and like the poop carnival thing, like there's issues. And if something happens, you're stuck on a boat with a bunch of diseased people with nowhere to go in a tiny cabin. Yeah, but that's also most cities right now. Yeah, but no one is even traveling right now. I don't know when... I mean, I'm fu- I would go on a plane tomorrow though. <laughs> like that's the crazy <laughs> thing. Like, people are like, oh, like, I was reading, I don't know about how many of these percentages are, like, facts are real or not, but it was like, who, what would you do for, or, like, what would you be feel comfortable to go back into when mm-hmm. it starts? Like, I would get on a plane and go do a gig. I would, like, I would mask it up, wipe it down. Do you fear for your safety pre-pandemic? Are you a cautious person? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but you're not like a you're not like fucking smoking at a gas station either. You're not like intentionally doing things that you know are bad to make. No, but I'm definitely gross. Like <laughs> I'm definitely like I don't think I washed my hands right my whole life. I would say mm-hmm. I've never washed my hands for twenty seconds. Ever. I'm assuming now you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm washing. I mean, I've never cooked in my whole life. Like. I have, but, like, I don't cook. So this has been, and everything is gross, and, like, I don't know how to cook uh, clean, and, um, no, I'm not, I was not prepared. I am very resilient, I would say. I would like to give myself that. I am resilient. I go with the flow. I can adapt, and I'm good in emergencies. You know, I saved our friend with the Heimlich Maneuver. Mm -hmm. 
our friend lost glasses in the ocean. I found them. Like, I am a problem solver. Um, and I think I do know how to make people feel better and calmer. Um, so I have those skills. Oh, yeah. But, like, no, I was not careful. I don't... I would masturbate in the airplane toilet. Like, I... Yeah, no. I never wiped down a seat. I never wiped down the hotel. No, I was not careful at all. I never washed my hands before I ate. No. Do you think that's because of... Is that nature or nurture? Is that because your parents are from where they're from? Is that how you... Because you grew up the way you grew up? What made you this? I think I'm careless. I don't know why. I mean, my parents, I do remember always saying, wash your hands before you... Like, I remember they'd be like, do it. And I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> so I guess I did when they told me to. And my mom showers every day. You say that um, like it's like, oh, what a bitch. <laughs> like, that's no, a good... no, no, no. Like, she's clean... She's very clean. I guess my point is my mom washes the dish. She is so clean, so careful. Irons, sheets, pillowcases. Like, she is perfection. She cooks so well. But I never was taught any of that. And I don't know if it's because she was older and tired and had to work so hard in this new country. Or it's because a lot of it is she worked so hard when she was young Mm -hmm. that she just wanted me to relax. Like, she never wanted me to lift a finger, do anything, because I would have my whole life to work, and she didn't want me working. And so I think a lot of it, like, they just didn't teach me. Mm-hmm. But also, they don't fly. They would never be like, wipe down your seat. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think I lived in a clean home, and I it, it's taken me to this apartment to even, like, hang up my clothes. Like, this is the cleanest I've been in, in, in LA. Like I have a lot of space here, so like, I don't really have, I'm hanging up my clothes and doing, I'm better here than ever before, but I don't know why I'm like careless and gross. I think a lot of it too is like, I never want to miss a chat or a hang. So to leave a conversation to go wash my hands is like, it kills me. Like, so I would never want to leave the party to go, like, sanitize something. You mentioned two things that I want to get to. Number one, you said work a few times. Now, when I asked about the cleanliness, I wasn't asking about stand-up per se, but you are a comic, and now comedy doesn't exist. So are you thinking about alternate forms of income if this lasts for a few more months or possibly a year? Um, You know, I'm terrified. I have no skills. Um, I Like, the comedy store in a lot of... Um, like there's comedy charities or raising money like rich comics did that show to like raise money for poor comics and someone in the comments was like um ups is hiring like go fuck yourselves like we need to support your fucking dream (laughs) and it's like we we don't have skills (laughs) also it is crazy and my skills like going back to being a receptionist like i can do that but i don't know when like but also to demand people, I mean, not demand, it's like what our world does, but like that, like the option is to go work in a place where you are susceptible to getting this. Yeah. It's so scary. I feel so bad that that is people's jobs and they have to go work. I'm glad that they have an income, but it is like now you're at risk. Yeah. Everywhere. And so it, it, it's, it's, it is really crazy. I'm doing cameo. I mean, I'm sending, like, filthy cameos and bikinis and lingerie. And then I'm 
I started a Patreon. It's like videos now. Yeah, yeah. I'm auditioning to be on Survivor, and like I'm working on an animated series, like so early stages. Like I'm, I'm thinking still creatively within my realm. I've have not stepped out of it. I applied for unemployment. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm terrified. Yeah, I understand I, completely. Actually, my friend and I, we did a pilot of a podcast in July. And this network liked it, and the deal is still going. Like, oh my god! We thought we would be on our 14th episode. Like in October, we're like, okay, I'll visit, and we'll start recording. And business affairs and lawyers and everything. I mean, I love my lawyer, but it's been so frustrating and annoying. But I'm hoping we've finally agreed, and the lawyers are working on what I've heard is a long form. So I'm hoping that that happens soon. So my friend and I are prepping and getting ready for that. We have been. It's a Law & Order SVU true crime podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, where we talk about an episode of SVU and then the crime that it's based on. And we're both super fans. And so, like, yeah, we're hoping that contract <laughs> goes. <laughs> and we're hoping we'll get the equipment sent to our house and we can start recording. Like, We've been wanting to do this now for months. So that is like my meal ticket. Like that's what I'm waiting for. But as of now, I paid my rent and like I don't have enough money to pay my next month's rent. But so you, I will. I got like, I got a, um, what is it called? Not a royalties, but like my shit was playing on the radio. So I got like a surprise check. Nice. And then like, I'm just like, put. I mean, I'm live. it's different. It's definitely like fuck. But like I said, gr I am grateful because I know I have rich friends and I have parents that like, are like, we worked hard for you guys. You know, I don't want to take anyone's money. That's not what I'm here on this planet to do, but it is nice. And not only like money wise, so like I haven't been doing takeout. I haven't been like doing the things I do. And I've had like Megan and CJ sent me a gift card to Postmates so I can get takeout. Oh, that's nice. Like, so nice. You know, um, I had, like, a Ramona singer from Real Housewives bottle of white wine as a decoration for years. But, like, it's not an essential. I can't be, like, out buying lots of booze. So, like, I opened it and drank it, and our friends, the Joyces, were like, this isn't okay. And they brought me a bottle of whiskey. And so That's it's good. like, I hate feeling poor. I feel like Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids. I keep sending everyone that gift where it's like, help me, I'm poor. Yeah. And then I also keep telling people, like, I know it's such a weird thing to see me as poor because the way I lived, you would never have guessed it. You would never have guessed, like, oh, this girl's like an immigrant living, like, show to show. Because I'm, like, in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I live well. I live well. I like buying people shit. I like buying me shit. And so, yeah, it is very weird to not I don't know what's gonna happen I'm terrified and it's not even the money that makes me so upset it's like the only times I've cried really are thinking about comedy like I miss it I miss it like and not only is it my passion and what I enjoy doing it's I obviously am getting some sort of chemical bullshit from it yeah like people are laughing and clapping at me every night and then you don't have it and you become desperate when people laugh on a zoom call I'm like I get like a, a feeling inside. It's sick. It is. It's like um, adrenaline, like every night. And it's the social aspects. Like I've even enjoyed doing the online shows where like I'm in a virtual green room 
with people I'm not even friends with, but I'm just like happy to talk to comics. Yeah, you're very busy performing for no one. It's a weird thing where seemingly every night you have a gig. Not every night, but I try to for sure. There was one day where I had to cancel. I was like not mentally up for it. I was yeah, like, yeah. I can't do this. Please don't be mad. And I don't think they're mad, but the it's so some shows are great and they'll have like either the hosts or a few comics or a few audience members mic'd or like I don't know how anyone does it. And when you hear people laugh, that's awesome. So like even if it's four or five people, it's cool. And then you see how many people are watching and you know, it's between the shows I've done are like between thirty and like four hundred people. Mm-hmm watching depending and then i've done some shows where it's not even like a set with jokes but a few people and like you just talk for an hour and that was really fun too so it is sort of scratching the itch oh 100 percent, and it like makes me feel like oh yeah i'm funny and i have jokes because like a lot of my time is spent not doing anything and like i feel guilty because i don't have money and i'm scared but like I'm not doing the thing. And then I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Like, if you want to do stuff, why aren't you working on a script? Why aren't you working on a show? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you making, like, I do feel that constantly. And then when you go on these online shows and suddenly you're doing like eight minutes of all these new ideas you had, you're like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking comic. This is what I do. Like, I write jokes and I relate to people talking about things that they are going through. And so it's like my time doing nothing um, suddenly is validated because I have like these eight minutes of jokes or something. I don't, yeah, it, do, it's definitely scratching the itch. It's like what I look forward to for sure. Do you think you'll have an easier time once things are back to normal because you're performing so often and because your style is more conversational and acknowledging the reality of the room whenever you're in the room versus like. I mean, Versus Even another comic not- that's like very like this is my act I'm doing my act it doesn't matter what's going on. Oh my god, Brandon! I'm telling you, if there are people that come back to this, whether they have my style or not, and do not acknowledge this pandemic we've been living in, mm-hmm. they should not be comedians. Like you're not a comic. I'm sorry. If you are so stuck to what you think something is that you can't talk about this thing we've all dealt with that's never existed. You're a psychopath. You're a sociopath. You are detached from reality. Like, I don't think any, I cannot, I can't believe that anyone would come back and not have their whole set be about what we've been living through. I I agree with you to a point. I thought that completely. And then I realized like, well, aren't people going to be like sick of pandemic stuff because of the obvious, like, aren't they going to want the complete, detachment in that release from reality oh but i think the jokes will also i mean first of all i think the first day like i keep imagining like the first day i'm out at the comedy store or something like i will cry i think the audience is going to see a lot of comedians cry (laughs) like (laughs) i'm gonna cry there's no way i'm gonna be able to hold it together when i think about going back on stage i cry so I don't, the audience, is, we're all going to experience something. That'll be, that'll be the truth. Um, also, like once we're out of the world, we're going to have material on how funny it is and comparing that stuff. Um, but I, like some of my cameos, people have requested like, hey, can you play, can you tell me a joke? 
And so I went and looked through my old notebook. I was like forgetting certain jokes. But like, I have a new joke I was so into about false rape accusations. Like, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm not going to do it when we're out of a pandemic. Like, I'll do it later. I don't know. I just, one guy, I was like, hey, I'll recommend to you some other comedians the book. And he goes, well, I've asked a lot of people and they were offended that I even asked and they're not doing these shows. So I know it's not what you just asked, but that is um, weird. Like some people refuse to do it. And I wonder how long that'll last for them or what they think they're doing. But like, I, I guess can... a lot of comics aren't doing it. Do you think that they're refusing because there's no audience and that's the whole point of it? Or do you think they're refusing because this is not what they initially signed up for? Do you think they're refusing because they don't think their material fits the the current situation? I have no idea, but it's like, okay, in the beginning, I was like, when this is over, when this is over, and then it became, this is the new normal, Yeah. so now you have to figure out what to do now. So, like, yeah, I don't know how to make movies. I tried to make iMovie, and it it ended in a 12-hour day of troubleshooting, fully crying, my computer shutting down, like, in the movies, like, with white letters across the, a black screen, and... Now I don't have iMovie, like, but I tried, you know, this is my, you have, this is it. This is, this is what we have. So like, I don't know, but maybe some people don't need to do the show. I have no idea. I don't know why you wouldn't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get why being offended too, but I don't know the reason. Cause it's like, none of us want to do this. <laughs> no one's like, but I definitely am je- not jealous. Maybe jealous, like definitely like the online girls who I watch who have characters and can do characters and Mm -hmm. have been doing this and they're young and understand technology. Like I'm jealous. Like I'm not going to suddenly grab my phone and be like, oh, hello, I'm, you know, like I can't, I'm not going to suddenly be a character person, you know, but I'm trying to figure out what I can do. But maybe other people don't need money. (laughs) Like maybe other people aren't like, yeah, I'll do this show for $25. Yeah. yeah, I'll see who people will Venmo. So maybe it's like, for me, a little necessity too that they don't have. Of course. Um, or it makes them sad. I don't know. But I enjoy doing the show. It's something to look forward to. Like, I need it. I get that. You uh, you and I have talked about your dependency on technology. Uh, it's a consistent thought of yours that maybe you're using something too much. Maybe you're too addicted to something. Are you on your phone 24-7, or is the pandemic a good time to divorce yourself yeah. from certain apps? Oh, on my phone all day, every day. <laughs> until, it's zero, until it's at 1%, and then I charge it without being on it, and then as soon as it's back, I'm back on it. But I don't have a long cord, so that keeps me humble. <laughs> so that's the. Th- <laughs> so it's the length of the cord is what's uh, really determining most of your. Yeah, if I had a long cord, I would never put it down. I'm assuming you're watching The Last Dance. I haven't yet. I didn't. What? I want to so bad. I'm keeping up on Twitter. I'm obviously talking to our friends, but it's not in my heart at the moment. I don't know if I'm going to wait till Netflix or what it is weird. I don't know. Like it is weird. I want to watch it. I know I'll be hooked, but for some reason I haven't, but I'm going to, Uh, maybe I'll get the app. I don't know. I just have to do it, but I don't know why. And everyone's like, it's the Rodman app. I'm like, I know, I know I'm going to watch it all. Do you still have any of your Rodman stuff from when you were a kid? 
Um, not as a, from a kid, but I have two Dennis Rodman Barbie dolls. I feel like yeah. I've told you about them. So one, he has like pink hair, sneakers, and his bulls uniform. And then the other one is him in his wedding dress with like burgundy bangs. That's cool. And his makeup done. And both have tattoos and everything. So I bought him from Quake in Lincoln Square in Chicago. So I have those, but like, no, I have, but I was working on this new show for, like I said, Australia and Edinburgh. And it was about my family and like photos. There was going to be a PowerPoint. I ran it like three times in LA or twice. And I was going to do it at South by whatever. So I have all these photos and I looked through all these photos last time I was home. And it's insane. Almost every picture in the 90s, someone is wearing bulls gear. It's crazy. I didn't realize it. And like I was me or my dad or someone was in bulls gear in almost every photo. But I miss my Dennis Rodman shirt a lot. Did you have the kind that would change color depending on your heat level? Yeah. Fuck. That's cool. Yeah, and I had the McDonald's because I had the T-shirt said Chairman on the board. Yep. And that's the one with the color, his hair. He was black and white, and the hair would change. And then I had one that was like just a 91 with a worm through it. That's so cool. And then I had the one that said it was like a drawing of a six, and then all the team drawn as little characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait to fucking watch it. I don't know what's stopping me. I started The Americans yesterday. Oh, you've never seen it? No, and it's hard, dude. I don't know yeah. if I'm smart enough for it. It is. It's a lot. To, it's a lot. It has, I would say, the most erotic scene on basic cable history. Well, the 69, there right? There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I out definitely of nowhere. <laughs> well, even before, it's a sexy scene. Like, I just started, but, like, the sex scenes for cable television are definitely pushing the limit. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, you see naked butts. It's like pretty fun. I I hate listening to bad Russian. Oh yeah. Like that's a problem where like what they're writing and what people are saying do not correlate. Or they're just speaking in such broken Russian it's pretty hard. But That would have never dawned uh, on me that that might be an issue for you. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's not. It happened on Orange is the New Black too. Like I could like some people's Russian just isn't. It's a hard language. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like, wait, who was he again? Wait, how did he die? Okay, is he Russian or it's just it's so much. But Margot Martindale, gotta love her. She's the best. Uh, I gotta go because uh, my my kid, my kid is arising, man. This is how it works. So cute, but so sad. Did you? Was there another question you had or no? I just no. I wanted oh, you to... like this? Wait, you watch Drag Race, right? I started watching Drag Race. Oh hell well, yeah! I never watched it. So uh, are you watching the current that. season? Or are you catching up from everything? Everything. So I watch. I'm watching the current, and I watch the celeb one, and then I watch three through six, and yeah. I watch All Stars one and two, but everything else isn't free so i can't watch it you're good don't worry about the rest of it do not watch seasons one and two it's almost a different show like like no, i don't want to but i want to watch Seth. i want to watch bob and trixie bob's like, amazing I watch... trixie's amazing yeah katya like i want to watch their season 
uh, because I'm a straight white man that loves Drag Race, uh, I have a Katya shirt like every other straight white man I know that loves Drag Race. We all love Katya. She's the best. Uh, Trixie is amazing. Uh, there's no bad season. There are just seasons that are better than the worst. Once you're caught up with everything, or at least if you want to do a recap episode with me, I would absolutely adore that. If you want to talk about Sherry Pie's incident, I would love to talk about that. Uh, Haas and I are clearly... What's up? Let's tell you, and I don't know if you know, but Kara Clank wrote on this most current season. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, you mean new mom Kara Clank? Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she wrote on it, and it's exciting. She gave me a scoop that Nicki Minaj did write that rap on her phone in between breaks. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, she said it was incredible. Um but yeah, it was already her favorite show, and she was obsessed. And then she got to write on the celeb. Oh, that's um, great! And this one. Did you enjoy the most recent episode with Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, I loved that he cried. I mean, I loved that he cried. It was really funny. I, he doesn't do it for me. I'm not one of those. I'm not obsessed with Jeff Goldblum or Bill Murray. Like, I don't get those two. I don't mm-hmm. get the love for them. But. I thought it was great. What was was the musical? Can you just remind me? What was what, the, was. what the musical was, or what the what challenge was? The challenge? Was the challenge? The challenge was the debate. It was uh the twenty twenty debate. Yeah, but I don't love it actually. No, that's usually one of the worst ones. This one was actually one of the better debate episodes. The historically RuPaul gets political and doesn't realize that like, hey, maybe she shouldn't allow fracking on her ranch. So like, RuPaul's a, a liar, but. Her heart is in the right place, so I'll let it slide, if that makes sense. Well, it's not her heart. What I I get mad about is when people try to police RuPaul in terms of, like, I'm not, I don't want to, I just found out about the fracking, like, this is fracking aside. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, anyone that tries to nitpick her social justice or where RuPaul is is, like, bullshit to me. It's like RuPaul's been doing what she's been doing before all of you were fucking born. Agreed, agreed. And the only reason you are all here today is because of her. And so to me, I hate when they're like, you can't say that or you can't, nah, I'm no. Sorry. No, no, I don't give a shit that about any not, of that. No, I don't give a that fuck about that. for me. And I also don't like, uh, did you watch the celeb one? No, sh- I heard horrible things and it was not good. Should I watch it? Oh, I thought... Two of the people are incredible. I will watch it. Thank you. And then one of the guys is insufferable, which would make it incredible. No, one guy is, like, disgusting and awful, and I hate him. And then Jermaine Fowler is, like, amazing, and this other act. I loved it. And I liked seeing the other queens. And But one guy was insufferable and kept being like, the work we do is non-binary. And it's like, you've done nothing. <laughs> I also love how RuPaul cares about them and does yeah. give such advice and is so patient with their personality problems because he does know they have tough lives and a tough time in the world. And he is so caring. And advi- he's like Tim Gunn energy in a way where oh, yeah. it's just really beautiful. Oh. I love the personal send-offs he does. Like, I am just... Yeah, I'm really into it. Are you I'm watching really uh, the new Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum show on Amazon? I watched four episodes. I didn't like it. Same. I'm, same. I think there's like eight now. My wife and I can only get through the first four. We're like, this isn't it. Like, why is it not as good as Runway? Well, I, Naomi Campbell is amazing. But besides She's that, I, I there's no pressure timing. Like, 
maybe show the seamstresses um, someone suggested in my friend group. Um, why is it terrible? Hold on. <laughs> um, oh, I hate the sketches that Heidi and Tim do together. That's like a waste of time. Did you guys watch Next in Fashion? We did, and then I, I didn't like it, and then Kelsey was like, no, 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 you should watch it, and then I ended up watching the finale with her, and I ended up liking it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I follow Minju on, on Instagram now. I do. Did you guys watch the glass-blowing one? No, should we? Yeah, I liked it, dude. And the episodes are like maybe 20 minutes, and there's not much fluff. It's just these people glass-blowing, but it's beautiful. I don't know if you've ever watched people glass-blow before. I don't know but if I have either. It is. It's mesmerizing, and it's something like we cannot do at all. And it's so, it's incredible, and their characters, and it's beautiful art, and it's quick, and you still get that reality, like, you know, vibe, but it's art. I don't know. I really, I liked it a lot. There's a show that I completely forgot came back, and then because of you on Twitter, I am now watching Top Chef's current season, and I'm really, oh. really, really enjoying it, but it's also this like brand new type of show which is like the the, the last gasp of our, the old world show does that make sense yeah but not real look can you just elaborate yeah i'd say probably half the restaurants that they visit in the most recent season of top chef masters which is in la won't exist by the time la reopens yeah that episode was i cried megan was like i cried and i was like what the, the episode I, you're, you're referring to the jonathan gold episode yeah. Yeah. I was crying. I thought it was so beautiful. And it, it, no, it's awful. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be open again. And that's the thing. It's like, I mean, you have an insider scoop with Kelsey, I believe. But like, for me, what's scarier than the virus or anything is our administration and what's happening. And just like, are we not going to have a post office? You know, like, that big of stuff and yeah thinking about all these small businesses is so sad i'm gonna end on a positive note you just mentioned megan someone to say positive things i'm sorry go ahead it's so amazing and what is i don't you guys might not be survivor people but survivor season 40 right now it's not only an all-star it's every person that's playing has won a season it's a battle of fucking winners, dude. So it's insane. Everyone's a threat. Everyone's one survivor, and they're all on one island. It is bonkers. Also, I'm just so proud of Melissa since you've been watching like um, Top Chef. Like I just love her, and I've I've met Tom Padma and Gail. I saw Gail at the Lizzo concert when I was on Molly. I feel like we should stop it there, but I'm actually going to compliment you and then hit stop so I could deal with my screaming and Megan child. Was with me at that. I did want to say something about Megan and CJ. Yes. They got to, did you see they got to interview Reggie Miller? I did. I started listening today. I have to finish it. Um, yeah. my, my kid, my, my, my little kid interrupted my podcast <laughs> listening. Um, you <laughs> and Megan are probably uh, my wife and I's two favorite uh, Chicago people that have done the New York, L.A. stuff that are still trying and like in no way is it sad. And it's, it's like, we know you're going to be fine. And I, I'm saying this in like a non condescending way. Cause we're roughly the same age, but it's more of those things where like, not everyone follows their dreams or like no, goes as been a little older than me. You read books. Like you can, you can, uh, you, you can condescend me. A I'm little trying bit. Not, I'm not condescending you. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that at the end of this, whenever this is over for some reason, 
you will be fine and Megan will be fine. And in a Megan's work. Oh, I know. Megan's busier than ever. It's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's it's one of these uh, feast or famine type of things that where um, you're either going to be rich as hell or broke, but you're not going to stop doing the thing that you love doing. And that's a really, really nice thing to see. Yeah. Thank you. I that's appreciate all. that. I'm going to hit stop. Thank you. Thanks for letting your baby cry a little longer. 